Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, August 31st, 2020. I'm one of your hopes, Blessing Adioye Jr. And joining me is Tim Fucking Gettys. Bless. I have something Tim. to show you that I don't know if you've seen yet. Oh, what's this? Oh, is that a, is that a new bomber jacket? Is that a new PS I Love You bomber jacket? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, my it is, God. Baby. Yo, show we me got, that right sleeve. So here, here we got the, the KF, like the new modern KF logo that Andy worked on in the colors of those sacred symbols. Oh, and my then, boom, God. In similar colors. Oh, my God. Wow. Look at the controllers. Awesome. That's and also, sick. oh, the inside is red, baby. Oh, my God. Tim, when <laughs> and where hot. can people it's pick that hot. up? Uh, com slash store starting tomorrow. I think oh my is, God. The, is the the launch date on that one. So that's hot. Oh, Nobody oh. told me about this, and I'm actually very excited. I got to learn about it this way because Hell that is yeah. hot. Hey, you got mm-hmm. any? That is hot. Uh, any for us at the at your house? Maybe we um, we have one of each size at the house. Oh. So well, coming for that large. Oh. You know what I mean? Coming for that extra small. Oh, really? Extra small, huh? Or just small. It depends. Usually for for long sleeve, uh, I should just roll small. You're the only small in the office, then. So I'll grab one. And maybe it'll find your way to you. Maybe it'll maybe that, Paula I mean, will keep it. That would be awesome if it found its way to me and not Paula. Uh <laughs> Tim, I'm rocking broken glasses right now. Uh, oh no. Yeah, I don't know if you if people can even like see it, uh-uh. but I, I essentially broke my frames on my right oh. side. And I have a backup pair that I could be wearing, but the issue is they're like super reflective. And so mm. you would see you would see my entire like computer screen and oh, the entire it's like an anime movie, you know what I mean? They'd get all this. I would I would like look like an anime uh, villain if I was rocking my backup pair. And so if if at any point my my uh, my glass just pops out of my frame, don't freak out. That's the way it should be. All right, bless. I'm, funny, I'm, gonna, I'm just giving you a heads up. I'm gonna freak out. <laughs> I probably am gonna yelp. Hopefully my mic will be muted. Hopefully, Great. let's all hope. Let's all hope. But enough about my glasses frames tim let's mm-hmm. talk about could playstation acquire more studios the answer will excite you could we see <laughs> ps3 ps2 and ps1 games on the ps5 the answer might disappoint you and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every week at 10 a.m live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about if you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. To be a part of the show, at the patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames or bronze members or above get to write in, and silver members or above get the show ad-free with the exclusive daily post-show. Uh, housekeeping tonight. At 12.01 a.m. Pacific time, Greg is streaming Avengers for the first time. Uh, the plan is that Greg will stream when the servers go live. That's supposedly supposed to be at 12.01 a.m. Uh, however, Greg doesn't trust the whole midnight in your time zone thing. So if it pops early, he'll be on early. Uh, if it pops late, we'll see what happens. Of course, we that's will. happening at twitch.tv slash games tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim, talk yeah. to us about NZXT. Yeah, just real quick, I wanted to give another shout out to NZXT for uh, hooking us up with some some hardware, some computers uh, due to their their build program. Um, they've been helping us. We've been trying to like get everyone set up for working from home. That kind of funny and like t- kind of up in our game. You'll notice soon Imran has a, a new set 
or at least new camera, new setup. They, they Very exciting stuff. Oh, they Friday. have? When? On Friday. They saw it on Friday. Oh, really yeah. I love it. I love it. But NZXT build is the simplest way to get a gaming PC customized the way that you want. Um, I just told them like the type of games that I want to play, the type of video editing I want to do, and they kind of made it for me. It's super simple. It's absolutely beautiful. Kev, you've seen it. The wire management is gorgeous. It is. It is a beautiful case. Um, it's super easy to do for you guys. You can just go to the website, choose games that you like to play, and it'll just give you the best build based on your budget and the games that you are interested in. They're all backed by a two-year warranty. Um, you can go to letsbuild.com, L-E-T-S-B-L-D.com for a limited time. Use the code KFG for a free NZXT puck with purchase on an NZXT pre-built system. Uh, NZXT build is the simplest way to get a gaming PC customized the way you want. Uh, you should go to letsbuild.com. Use that code KFG. Uh, huge shout out to them. They they definitely hooked us up. So let's yeah. show them some love. Thank you to NZXT. Also, thank you to our Patreon producers, Mohammed Mohammed and Blackjack. Today, we're brought to you by Brooklinen, Logitech, and Hims. But I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have five stories today. Bakers! Dozen. Starting with our number one. I'm doing this thing where I'm trying not to move too much because I'm like scared at any moment my glasses are going to fly off. Story number one. Sony is not live in fear. You know what I mean? Your glasses falling off, your desk falling apart. Like, you got to just. Here's the thing stand on your desk and dance around. You know, if your glasses fall off, they fall off. It took me a whole. It, it, took me, it took me a whole five minutes to like get the glass placed in the frame the perfect way to where like <laughs> it won't fall fall out. And like if I swing any sort of which way, like a glass is just gonna is just gonna fly. That's uh, good. Somewhere. Can you so, see without your glasses? I can't. I won't be able to read without my glasses. Okay. Like, I can. Okay. I can see somewhat, but like reading off my monitor is gonna be a nightmare if I don't have my glasses on. Mm, mm, probably. Mm. Probably. Uh. Story number one, Sony is acquiring more developers. This is from Cyan Mar at VG247. Sony recently announced its intention to continue acquiring major studios to work on its first party games as part of Sony Worldwide Studios roster. The news comes from a recently filed corporate report, which also includes details on the company's intention to port more of its first party games to PC following the commercial success of Death Stranding and Horizon Zero Dawn on Steam. According to the report, Sony Interactive Entertainment continues to invest in or acquire firms with abundant creativity and cutting-edge technologies to build up worldwide studios, an association of first-party title production studios. Sony's most recent acquisition of a major studio occurred in August 2019, at which point Marvel's Spider-Man developer Insomniac Games joined the worldwide studios lineup. Five years prior to that, it acquired Concrete Genie developer Pixel Opus after having bought Sucker Punch Productions back in 2011. Tim, this isn't necessarily surprising news, but I think the 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 big nugget to pull here is the fact that they're saying it out loud that yeah. they're acquiring more developers, which in my mind says that like they're actively looking, they're actively growing, they're actively probably in talks with developers to acquire them. I appreciate your optimism of, of that being the case. I think it is just more kind of setting the the standard that they, that they're not done that these studios are going to going to keep expanding like i love mm. that world war worldwide studios logo they made playstation studios seeing that thing start at the beginning of the trailers it means something and they know that and they've proven it over the last generation now that they understand the playstation studio games need to be certified bangers right going yeah. into ps5 that is why people are going to ps5 right now that is why the, everyone is looking at a ps5 and is like 
I'm getting one because I want to play these exclusive games. They're already showing it with Horizon Zero Dawn 2, with uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales and Ratchet and Clank. They're going to continue to to keep doing this. I think the more interesting thing here is the success of the PC versions of these yeah. games. What is that going to mean for what they're doing? Are they going to be bringing on people uh, to like port more things over? Um, or is it going to be original IP coming out from, from whatever team? Because at the end of the day, we're looking at a, at a landscape where with Microsoft gobbling up uh, all the teams they have, there's not many teams left that, that we're looking at that, oh, Sony might do that, you know? Like might acquire them? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you have the whole WB situation, which I know they've they've kind of walked back in terms of are they are they for sale? Are they not for sale? Uh, and like to the market to the Microsoft thing, you know, we've had conversations over the last month about their strategy and how they have games that that feel like they straddle that in between space of double A and triple A. Like they don't necessarily have a uh, they're not well, they're not necessarily acquiring your Naughty Dogs and in, in, in your Insomniacs, right? Like they acquired. Ninja Theory and uh, Tim Schafer Studio, who I can I can never Double remember fine. the name of. Double Fine, thank you. Uh, and like uh, Dead Labs, right? Like or Undead Labs, right? Like they ha- the, the the studios that they're acquiring seem to run the gamut from like small studios to growing studios to uh, studios that will contribute to a more diverse catalog of games for them. Which begs the question: If Sony is acquiring more studios, like what it what is the for them are they looking to acquire your bigger triple a stuff to fall in line with your ghost of shimas and your spider-mans and your god of wars or are they looking for more pixel opuses right and yep. what does that more look, look like genies. for them more concrete I mean, genies. it's interesting because when you look at the the microsoft side of things you're right like a lot of the teams that they acquired are on the smaller side and the the big one that they they have is initiative but that's from the ground up name, yeah that's from the ground up right so that's not that wouldn't be acquiring. And that's the thing is I think that when you're talking about AAA, uh, Naughty Dog, Insomniac level uh, developers, there just aren't m- too many that I, I think would fall into that potentially being acquired. I've always joked about Sega being acquired by PlayStation. That was one of my uh, predictions of what's going to happen this year. And that was just me being stupid. But it's like, that. I, it's only stupid because it's so unlikely. You know, Sega yeah. is so big and has hand in, in so many places, but that would be huge, right? I mean, they already had Persona, but like having Atlas be theirs would be pretty substantial. Yeah, I mean, one that comes to mind is IO Interactive, which I think kind of straddles that line between AA and AAA, right? Like Hitman, for all intents and purposes, I'd say is a AAA quality game. Um, when you when you when you look at the tech behind it and how just well designed that game is, right? Like IO Interactive is, is a team that's kind of been floating from publisher to publisher we talked about it recently that yeah they started off at uh with square enix right with the hitman ip went on went out on their own partnered with wb for hitman 2 uh hitman 3 i think is being self-published right and they they seem to be a studio that would be i think ideal to pick That's a up good one, especially, actually, yeah. especially when you look at the the fact that they revealed hitman 3 at the ps5 presentation right like that could line up pretty well for them uh and i think would be a good get i think the question there would be okay what is the strategy for playstation like it would the mm-hmm. strategy then to be then be to get hitman 3 as an exclusive ip and does that does that fall in line with what playstation wants to do for for their catalog catalog of games uh yeah i don't, I don't know like i i'm i'm excited about this i'm with you that yeah this i don't this doesn't necessarily mean that we're gonna see them acquire big AAA studios anytime soon like obviously they're always going to be in talks for this kind of thing 
Like yeah. that's kind of just the nature of big first party, right? Is that you're all then for a console manufacturer, right? You're always looking for ways to grow. You're always looking for ways to uh, advance against your competition, especially when right now your competition uh, has been growing substantially over the last couple of years. Uh, when you look at Xbox Studios, you you'd imagine that PlayStation there they they have been looking right when you when when you see what's going on on the other side. Yeah, you know, actually rereading this when you when you read the direct quote from them, it says Sony Interactive Entertainment continues to invest in or acquire firms with abundant creativity. So that could be from the ground up making a new team as well. Um, yeah. So that to me is the more exciting thing because I just think that there aren't too many realistic existing devs that uh would, would be going over there io is is a good one people in the chat are bringing up from software and i think that that would be the type of megaton shit that's like yeah that'd like, be big it would make sense in a lot of ways it would ruffle a lot of feathers i don't know i don't know where the the value proposition fully lies on that one of like is it worth it or not yeah because when you look at the insomnia games acquisition that didn't ruffle any feathers because we all like we all know what that relationship is, right? Like we all we've we've seen Insomniac make PlayStation exclusive games. Like that doesn't that isn't necessarily an, an acquisition that makes anybody go like, "How dare you?" or like, "What the fuck, man?" Mm-hmm. From Software, I think would be one of those where quite a few people would be upset with it. But on the other hand, like From Software does have that Sony heritage with them, right? Like they do have Bloodborne. There 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 is that relationship there that would work out um but yeah i don't know like i i'm curious to know like what when you look when you look at sony's philosophy of their first party catalog and their first party uh big triple a titles right like what what fits what works what are they looking for to the pc thing i think i'm with you once again like that is also a very interesting tidbit of this because i think that then speaks to what is the future strategy there uh, because you know we've seen them bring their games to PC over the last year or so, and I think the 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 thought and ideology behind it is well, these games are done sell or not done selling, but these games have sold on slowed PlayStation down Four, selling, yeah. right? And and yeah, the sales have slowed down because we're so far after launch. So why not get that sales boost that you're going to get on PC? Why don't you, why why not get that technology boost that you're going to going to get on PC when you look at uh, how you how you how you can scale up and and, and take advantage of these different technologies and all that stuff even though i know the horizon port wasn't necessarily all people wanted it to be but it seems like they're uh growing with patches and stuff uh but then also like yeah let's gear up for sequels right like putting out horizon zero dawn on pc then means that people people then get that second wave of excitement for horizon forbidden west and yeah. that seems to be a sound strategy tim getty's ask you do you think at, at any certain point we see playstation go to the side of hey let's just launch our games day and date on pc like microsoft does at any point in the future, maybe. Anytime soon, I don't think so. I think that we at least make it through this gen with uh, with PS5 gen, um, with it being this type of strategy. They're, they're obviously seeing that it works here, uh, putting this game out, getting all the sales that, they, that they're looking for. So I can imagine they're going to continue this strategy, and I don't think it's going to be every game, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point we start seeing some older games kind of testing the the waters. Like it'd be interesting to see Last of Us Part One and Two make its way over to to PC. Like, what would that look like? You know, like that game has already sold so much. What about Ghost of Tsushima? Like, when yeah. when is it gonna? You know, when does this end? And I, I think that they this is just the beginning of them kind of dabbling with it. But I don't ever see them going as hardcore into it as we see 
Xbox. It's just based on their philosophy of the PS5 and what they want it to be. They want it to be the exclusive machine, the thing that you are buying to play specific games. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I think, if anything, by next year, we maybe see God of War. We maybe see Spider-Man, depending on what they plan to do with Spider-Man on PS5. Because, you know, Miles Morales is coming out, and there have been like rumors circulating of, do we see Spider-Man 2018 make its way to, to PS5 in any sort of way? Right. Like I think all all of that then affects their PC strategy. But yeah, I see this being the strategy for the foreseeable future as far as a three three years after launch of a game, that's when we're we feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Sp- speaking though of PlayStation 5, Tim, story number two, are our PS5 backwards compatibility dreams dead? Uh this comes from the Ubisoft support page. They have an FAQ. And this is making the rounds on Twitter uh, this morning, and I included it here last minute. There's a there's a page on Ubisoft's FAQ that uh, is about transitioning PS4 titles to next-gen versions, right? And they have a question up uh, on there that says, how does upgrading from PS4 to PS5 work? Their answer to it might shock you. Uh, they write... <laughs> As part of their next-gen upgrade process, PlayStation offer a number of features designed to help you move from PS4 to PS5. PlayStation 4 players will be able to join multiplayer games with PS5 players. Backwards compatibility will be available for supported PS4 titles, but will not be possible for PS3, PS2, or PS1 games. Tim, how do you react to that? I think it's weird this was revealed in a Ubisoft FAQ. Yeah. <laughs> like, the fact that they would go into that much detail, like, all the way down to the naming, the PlayStation 1, the PlayStation 2, and the PlayStation 3. Um, I, I'm a little confused by, like, why that fact would show up. Because, like, what, does Ubisoft expect that you're playing Rayman 1 <laughs> on the fucking PS1 on your yeah. PS5? Uh, but that aside, I, I think that with the, with the backwards compatibility thing, this was expected it doesn't surprise me it does disappoint me and it's i'm going to be a broken record here again but to me next gen is all about convenience if something should work it should work there shouldn't be questions there and is this going to be the end of the world absolutely not is it going to inconvenience me once in the random time where i'm like oh i want to pop in tony Hawk's pro skater 4 and then i'm like ah oh, fuck i can't and I have to go through the whole process of like how do i make this work you know, that to me is what what bothers me. And it's like, it's the same thing with the the Wii U uh, last gen where it's just like, and I've, I've used this example before, but I have my GameCube controllers with the adapter that lets me play Smash Brothers. Why can't I play Mario Kart 8 with them? That doesn't make sense. And when we got to the Switch, you can. And it's like, great, this is how it should be. And with this, it's like, when you look at Xbox, they just work. The backwards compatib- yeah. compatibility, it just works. And in fact, it's enhanced most of the time for Xbox One X uh, Enhanced for X program and all that stuff. That's fantastic. And I love that. And that's why I, I look at the Xbox's ecosystem for a lot of my third-party gaming, but also for a lot of this type of stuff where it's like, I, I looked into recently some older games and I was just like uh, buying them on eBay and instead of buying them on PS2, I bought them on Xbox because <laughs> it's like, they'll work. Yeah. yeah. And that's the big thing. Like when I go back and play Sonic Generations, Xbox is pretty much my only option, right? And I'm sure I'm I'm sure Sonic Generations is probably on PlayStation now, but the preferable option is going back and playing it on on, on Xbox natively on the console because that is a better experience. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you that this isn't shocking by any means. I think we all expect it as such, but it is somewhat disappointing to actually see written out, mm-hmm. right? By especially from 
a ubisoft faq right if there's anybody who's who knows the the particular details of how the ps5 is going to work i guess with backwards availability is going to be uh ubisoft uh yeah i don't know like uh, this i think this again speaks to the playstation strategy as opposed to the xbox strategy right where xbox very much prioritizes hey how do we how how do we make it so that our console, our consoles, our machines work as an ecosystem. Kevin, what's up? What's going on? I was just gonna say, like, if this is the case, like, what? Why have that extra space in the presentation? You know what I mean? Like, who <laughs> in the design plans was like, you know what? We should leave a blank space, a blank space under PS under PS4. Yeah, yeah. and it's you know yeah. what I mean. Like, like, why are people so bad at doing presentations? <laughs> or like, is it on purpose to fuck with us? Why would they want us to believe that? Also, Tim, please stop laughing at me. It makes me laugh. All right. <laughs> I mean, you just, I just, just Kevin pops up, small? and it, it's there's that moment where I'm like, yeah. First off, you're so small. <laughs> Second off, it's like, does he have something to say? Is this an accident? Is was it an accident that he's now trying to play off? And no, then, it's it's, then I saw you look at me laughing at you, and I saw you laugh. It's a, <laughs> what a disaster. It's, it's always on purpose. It's a button. I mean, it's mostly on purpose. No, so well, I was going to say, it's not always on purpose, because I've seen Kevin pop up a billion times where he's, like, shocked that he's on screen. Going back to the, the question in hand here, like, the thing that's always bummed me about about PlayStation in particular is with when the PS4 wasn't backwards compatible, it was similarly a bummer. Um, but, again, not a surprise. Not the end of the world. And but not a surprise. What what always bothered me was okay. Not only is the discs not compatible, but my PS3. I've bought so many PS1 classics. Why can't I play those on PS4? Yeah. Like, I don't understand that. And why isn't there a way to buy them on the PS4? We're talking yeah. about like Crash Bandicoot one, two, and three. Like before the Insane trilogy came out. Like I own them on the PS3. They're just it's a digital game. I'm not a fucking scientist. I'm not a game developer. I know that there's so many reasons of why. There's an there are answers to that question for sure. But just as a gamer, it feels like while I own these games on my Tim Getty's account on PSN, why can't I fucking play? Yeah. And I uh, see I'm of the mind that ba- through backwards compatibility, I I somewhat understand why PS1, PS2, and PS3 aren't backwards compatible on PS5, right? Because that is a thing that you're probably going to have to do from the hardware level, and that's going to take a lot of work and a lot of money. And and you probably just, as PlayStation, you probably don't see the return and don't see the justification in doing it from a business level. On the other hand, for such an expansive back catalog and for such a, for, for a company with such great legacy in terms of, Hey, yeah, you do have Metal Gear Solid One. You do have uh, uh, Shadow Colossus for PS2, which I know there's a PS4 remake. But even still, you st- you do have this back catalog of games that is so well loved and that people have nostalgia nostalgia for, and that people would want to dive back into. Why not give us some kind of option to dive back into that back uh, back catalog? And they it, it seemed like they they attempted it with the PS2 on PS4 stuff, where where you can play San Andreas on PS4, you can play Dark Cloud and Dark Cloud 2 on PS4, uh, you can play Bully. Like there's there's a number of PS2 games that you can play. Why not expand that out and like continue like continue that and make that a thing? I understand the 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 answer is dollars and cents, but at the same time, like it, I don't, it doesn't make sense that I that that stuff just gets cut off at a certain yeah, point. Like we just don't have weird. access to that, uh, and it's it's unfortunate. And I, I think it speaks to the conversation about 
I can't think of the word, but essentially legacy, right? And, and our ability to play legacy games. Like, it's unfortunate that it's such a difficult thing. We have to go back and, and, and buy consoles that at this point, like, how many of us have working PS2s? I have a PS2. I'm not even positive it's working anymore. Dude, I <laughs> like, mean, that's, that's the problem, man. It, it's, a, it's a fucking bummer. And again, not that it's the end of the world. These are not, these are such specific use case scenarios of us wanting to go back and play NBA Street Volume 2. But yeah. There's been times where me and you wanted to play NBA Street Volume 2, wanted to do a stream, and it's just like, why isn't that happening? Because it's it's just inconvenient enough. There's just exactly. nothing that could go wrong. And it's just like, come on, man. Speaking of Ubisoft, story number three, Ubisoft has apologized for insensitive and harmful elite squad imagery. Uh, Tim, I don't know if you saw this breaking I over did. the weekend, but this was, this was kind of a, a big thing. I'm pulling from Brendan Sinclair at GamesIndustry.biz. And Kevin, I have a video if you want to show it as I'm reading through because it will give context to the exact thing that Ubisoft is apologizing for. Just a few months after, quote, standing in solidarity with the Black community, end quote, Ubisoft is apologizing for insensitive and harmful imagery in a video from Tom Clancy's Elite Squad that features a terrorist organization using a raised fist logo, often associated with the Black Power Imagery that appeared in the opening video sequence of Tom Clancy's Elite Squad featuring a raised fist was insensitive and harmful in both its inclusion and how it was portrayed. The publisher posted on its Twitter account this weekend. We have listened to and appreciate the players and broader and the broader community who have pointed at, pointed it out, and we apologize. End quote. The raised fist, which has been associated with a variety of social social revolution movements for over a century, and is particularly well known as a symbol for, of the Black Power movement, is the chosen symbol of Elite Squad's antagonist terrorist organization, Umbra, which is also the Latin word for shadow or darkness. The game's introductory video describes Umbra in a way that maps closely to far-right portrayals of the Black Lives Matter movement. That is not a legitimate, organic result of discontent and injustice, but something concocted by globalist puppet masters. That it has gained popular support by lying about uh, what it hopes to achieve, and that it is an exist ex existential threat governments are justified in putting down by any means necessary. Read the fucking room! Oh my god! Yeah. Ubisoft has said it will remove the raised fist imagery from the intro, intro video in an update tomorrow on Android and as soon as possible on iOS. It, to, Tim, it's, it's, it's exactly what you just said, right? Like, re read the room. Yeah. Is basically what this comes down to. Oh, man. It, I, how did this make it past anything? You know, like at any point, this is a bad idea. Right now, in August 2020, after everything ubisoft's been through the last couple months you're gonna add to this just like yeah. fuck it fuck it we're just we're putting this out there we're gonna deal with it no pull this shit <laughs> it, it doesn't exist anymore scrap it the money we're gonna lose it it's okay chalk this one up as a loss yeah ubisoft i think has a problem with trying to tackle politics in their games like i feel like every time they try or every time they don't try either times like they don't land uh and this I th this is what definitely one of those times where obviously like y'all went for something political and y'all just seem to go the opposite direction in which you should have with this thing uh and i and i don't know what the uh like where where this necessarily stems from i don't know if this is like their uh creative team which we've talked a lot about within the last couple of months of yeah like a lot of dudes who are you know like either closed-minded or just like 
disconnected from reality, right? Making the decision, making the creative decisions behind how that library and how those games are going to look. Uh, talking about their editorial team, which has gotten like a, re- a recent shakeup, right? Like I don't know if this is a result of that or what, but yeah, like it's a, it's a it's a very bad look uh, to essentially make put out a game in which your your antagonists are basically analogous to black lives matter and to like so many protests we've seen over the last few months like it i'm surprised that this didn't get delayed i'm surprised this didn't get like any sort of special treatment given especially the last couple of months like if this was put out at any time still wouldn't be acceptable but especially within the last couple of months it's it's bizarre that they 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 saw this they watched it and they're like all right yeah release it it seems good seems good this this is worth putting out into the world exactly ubisoft man it's uh it's it's crazy to me that ubisoft seemingly in my opinion was so great for so many years and like was like the the oh it's a ubisoft game wasn't an insult all of a sudden like they they somehow they they persevered and pushed through it and made it into this like company that it felt like good guy ubisoft and then man all the the secrets start coming out all the shady shit starts coming out and then just like one by one it's like literally they are just walking into every single wall possible yeah. and it's like come on and the shift is gonna happen hopefully I, no 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 hopefully. it's gonna happen i believe in it I, I believe in the people over there i believe in changes that they're making it's gonna take a long time and that's unfortunate and it god it must suck working there trying to fight the good fight and then people making these decisions above you and you're just like yeah, well, they're, they're definitely they're like folks who I like follow on Twitter when 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 this stuff started to come out. Like I saw f- folks who worked at Ubisoft who were like, "Man, what the fuck, man? Like, why, why, how did this happen? How did this get out?" Yeah, uh, it's and so it's 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 unfortunate. Um, and yeah, like to to what you're saying, right? Like this feels like a boiling point uh, of I feel like the last couple of years of Ubisoft because to what you to, to what you're saying i feel ubisoft is one of those companies that over the years i've kind of looked at as like oh yeah they're doing things right over there they they seem to have their their shit together and like you know there's there's some critiques i have here and there right like there are the critiques of yeah ubisoft games seem to be formulaic uh at some points right like every single game had a tower right and like every single every single game from there had to be open world right and there's also the 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 critiques of yeah like the politics that y'all are tackling or refuse to tackle in your games seem antithetical to what your games are about like it, there, there are the, these nitpicks I had here and there, but overall, it's like Ubisoft seems fine. And yeah, over the last three months, pretty much, like it's come to such a boiling point of, oh yeah, y'all had secrets. Oh yeah, y'all are putting out games that just aren't like doing it. Uh, you know, when you look at Elite Squad, and you look at even like when you, when you look at um, what was the one that came out? I think last fall, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, right? Like when you look at releases like that, it's like y'all had it and then y'all lost it or not necessarily that y'all had it but like it seemed like y'all had it and Mm -hmm. like apparently y'all didn't again unfortunate (laughs) story number four every post-launch character in avengers will have a ten dollar pass this is this is a story that was kind of breaking toward the end of friday's game games daily and somebody wrote it into you're wrong and me and me and imran were, were trying to tackle it it seemed egregious when when we were reading through it and reading through it again or not again but reading through it through an actual IGN article now that uh that details it makes it less egregious and so I'm, I'm gonna read the words of adam bankhurst at ign oh, man. square enix and crystal dynamics have revealed more details on marvel's avengers gear cosmetics vendor vendors marketplace and the premium hero challenge cards which will cost ten dollars for each free post-launch character 
This explainer on gear and cosmetics began by reiterating that all future updates, including new characters, story content, missions, and regions will be available for free for all players. Furthermore, while there will be cosmetic content that will be purchasable with real money, it'll be aesthetic only and will not impact gameplay in any way. One of the biggest ways to earn a ton of cosmetics is through hero challenge cards. Each card has 40 tiers of free and premium rewards that are earned by challenge points gained from completing uh, daily and weekly challenges. The premium hero challenge card rewards for all, rewards for all six starting heroes, Iron Man, Kamala Khan, Hulk, Thor, Captain America, and Black Widow, will be activated for free for all who own Marvel's Avengers, which I think is key to this whole thing, which is why I think it's a lot less egregious than I thought it was on, on Friday when I was reading the Push Square article. All post-launch characters' premium hero challenge cards, however, will cost $10 or 1,000 credits to activate. Although if you complete the entire card, you will earn back you're, you will earn back your 1,000 credit activation cost and earn over 12,500 credits worth of content. This means that post awesome. this means that post launch characters like Clint Barton's Hawkeye and Spider Man, who is PS4 exclusive, will be free for all players, and only extra cosmetics and the premium hero challenge card will cost real world money. Wait so a minute. There you go. So, am I understanding this correct? That you pay ten dollars once for DLC character one. You do yes. the whole thing. And as long as you continue doing the whole things for each character, you only spend $10 once. Because if, like, yeah. if $10 get, is 1,000 credits to activate, and if you complete the entire card, you earn back your 1,000 credit activation cost. Yeah, you, so it sounds like it's similar credit. to Battle Pass, it's still, where with yes. Battle Pass, if you max it out, you will get enough credits to buy the next one. Right? Fortnite? Exactly. Yeah. Look, so man, yeah, you, you can go. You can go about it that way. Yeah. So, it, but like, to the, me, this sounds great. It sounds like they're being super clear about what this is. I th I think that the fact that all the characters are going to be free going forward, and again, correct me if I'm wrong about this, but it seems like this is all stuff that is just quickening your experience with all that. Like you'll be able to get all that stuff in game otherwise. Is not that right? All of it. There there are some. I think. There are some cosmetics that you can only get through the battle pass. Got it. I mean, even then, but I, I think I, most, I don't it think... seems like most of it will be free, though. The, to me, this seems like the fact that the, the starting characters all come with it. It's like if they didn't, that would be like, oh, come on, guys. But with the free DLC characters, $10 that if you keep up with the game and actually play the way that they're trying to get you to play, that's not bad. Yeah, and that's kind of that's kind of where the disconnect was on Friday when we were trying to break it down. The Push Square article didn't necessarily uh, specify whether or not the the starting six will have the the battle pass included. Uh, the fact that they have them included for those characters, I think, is good. The I, I'm still in a place where I'm like, all right, this seems cool, but we'll see how it works in practice. Because again, like the game is a full price sixty dollar game, and if I'm paying. In theory, right? If I'm paying ten dollars per update character for their battle pass, that feels like somewhat of a stretch. But to what you're saying, I can earn back the thousand credits if I just finish the battle pass for each character. But that then begs the question of, all right, but what if I don't want to play a certain character? What if I'm not a Hawkeye fan and I just want to stick to Kamala? Uh, you know, how does that then? I guess then, then that I guess that then, then means don't I don't buy. Yeah, I don't buy the <laughs> yeah. Hawkeye battle pass. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, like this seems this, this seems all right is what I'm going to say. But 
I don't know. I kind of want to see it more in practice before I like form a final opinion on it. But this seems better than it seemed on Friday when we read it. And also more than that, again, I uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but it'll mm-hmm. cost ten dollars or a thousand credits. So you can get a thousand credits and buy this using in-game currency. So theoretically, yes. you can never pay the ten dollars if you just do all the things. I wonder how much yeah. you have to play. play. Like, yeah, that's how. That's, I'm, that's, how that's a big question. Yeah, because it might be like Rainbow Six, where it's like you can play forever, but you're gonna you're not gonna earn enough to buy these characters. But we'll see. Uh, our last story, story number five, your Epic versus Apple update. As promised, Apple has terminated Epic's developer account. This is Rebecca Valentine at GamesIndustry.biz. Apple has followed through on its pledge to terminate Epic Games' developer account on iOS, according to Bloomberg journalist Mark Gurman. This means that Epic-developed games such as Infinity Blade can no longer be downloaded from the App Store, even if they were already purchased. And Epic has already confirmed that this means no new seasons of Fortnite for those who, are, who have already uh, for those who already have the game downloaded on iOS, or any other updates for that matter. However, due to Epic's successful bid for a restraining order earlier this week, Apple has not terminated Epic's access to developer tools for Unreal Engine, meaning that developers using Unreal can still do so un- unimpeded and with the same level of access as on other platforms. So there you go. Apple, Apple v. Epic continues, but thankfully Unreal Engine seems untouched. Yeah. Man, what a crazy story. For now. Yeah. For now. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens as the story continues to develop. But Tim, mm-hmm. the, 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 the result of the story yes. is so far away. I really had to put it together. But I was like, where am I going to go with this? The, the result of the Epic v. Apple course hearings are so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom and Grop Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show host each and every weekday. So, Kev, just to be clear, you're only supposed to play it when I'm hosting. Uh, yeah, but I like it a lot. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's on me. I, I'm gonna just tell Blessing, you better stop it. You better stop no. it right now. It's it's growing on me. I'm good. fine with singing along to it too. Like I think I think us doing it at the same you're time like has doing a good... it earlier. You know well, no, I mean? I'm still gonna do it the way I do it because if I didn't, it's I feel fine. Like I'll mute you. I know how to do that. It's not a big deal. No, don't Roll mute. No, don't, don't don't mute me. Uh, out today, we got Pocket <laughs> Circuit for Switch, Fantasy Story for PC, Hidden Valley Tower Defense for PC, PBA Basketball Slam Arcade Edition for PC. A lot of words. Psycho Duck for PC. Lost Patrol for PC, Radical Relocation for PC, and then patch 1.03 for Horizon Zero Dawn PC is out now. Uh, this patch aims to address additional uh, crashes, non-functional snow deformation, and other fixes. New dates for you, Tamarin is releasing on September 10th for PS4 and PC. And let me tell you, Tim, I am yep. very excited for Tamarin. Why? For those don't know, Tamarin is the game I've been following for the last year. Right. Uh, I believe it, I think actually this game was in a kind of funny game showcase. I think that's mm-hmm. how I learned about this game. It's basically a Jet Force Gemini spiritual successor. Uh, I'm reading directly from an IGN article to give you the full context. Right. Tamarin is a 3D shooter platformer with X rare developers, uh, which has gotten a release date. And Kevin's showing if you're watching on video, Kevin's showing gameplay of Tamarin. Uh Tamarin, a throwback 3D action platformer from a t- team of rare veterans, will hit PS4 and PC on September 10th. 
starring an adorable monkey on a quest to save his family from evil insects. Tamarin specifically channels classic 3D platformers and Metroidvania shooters, sending you through an interconnected Nordic world and splattering bugs. You hear that, Tim? Splattering oh, yeah. bugs. What's, even, what's splatter, even better? Baby. I don't know, uh, man. Not the much. Game ha- the game I has love the char- flashing green when they get shot. This is so classic. It's, it's so Jet Force Gemini, which I'm I, I'm in love with. Uh, there are character designs from Banjo Kazooie character designer Steve Mails, uh, which I'm very excited about, and a soundtrack by Donkey Kong Country composer David Wise. One wow. of the greatest to ever do it. Damn. One of the greatest to ever do it, Tim. That's about to be hot. Now, if you're if you're watching the the trailer, you probably saw there that they're they're shooting at uh, shooting up ants. These these uh, walking ant creatures, Kevin. I have a second link for you to, to to play. All right. When I was a kid, Tim. Yes. When I was a, when I was a youngin, I got I already love this. A v, I got a VHS tape in the mail. That oh my VHS god. Tape, yes. It it was um it was essentially a promotional tape for Jeff Force Gemini in Donkey Kong sixty four. And this oh, trailer I remember was part this very well. Yeah, man. Uh, Hot News 64. This this trailer right here was part of it, and of course you can see some of the similarities to Tamarin, right? You got the you got the uh, well, Jeff First Gemini took place in space and had a team of heroes, including a, a dog named Lupus, which is amazing. Um, but you're essentially going around shooting these giant alien ant creatures, uh, very similar to what what Tamarin was showing off. I was in love with this game. I know I've talked about it before on shows, but I can't stress enough how much I love Jeff Force Gemini. One of my favorite games of all time. Uh, Tamarin seems to be evoking very similar Jeff Force Gemini, Gemini energy. I will be checking it out. I will be playing it. I will be giving my impressions on it. And God, I'm very excited for this. Thing. Hey, I'm stoked for you, man. This like this Look is one this. of those unbelievable things that if you were like, hey, Tim, what are the chances of us getting a Jet Force Gemini spiritual successor? I'd be like, no. Zero. <laughs> Just no. Zero. Absolutely zero. <laughs> But yeah, Jeff Force Gemini, one of my favorite games. Tamarin seems to be evoking a lot of that energy. I'm very excited about it. More new days for you. Uh, Chivalry 2 has been delayed to 2021. Twin Breaker, a Sacred Symbols adventure, is coming to Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, and Steam on September 23rd. Dude, shout uh, out to Colin, man. That's going to sell so many copies of yeah. those systems. Good for them. Uh, Scourgebringer uh, launches on Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, Game Pass uh, for PC and Steam on October 21st. Haven is coming to Xbox Series X on launch day. Stylish Metroidvania hack hits early access in September. Uh, Space Crew will arrive for PC via Steam, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, and PS4 on October 15th. Gone Viral, a twin stick hack and slash with Twitch integration, will come to Steam Early Access on September 24th. And Blazing Sales is coming to Steam Early Access on September 9th. Now it is time for Reader Mail. You can write into patreon.com slash games where you can get the show ad-free. Uh, and speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Brooke Lennon. Falls mm. right around the corner and... What better time to refresh your space than a fresh new season? We're talking all new, super soft bedding towels and even loungewear. If you're going to sit back and admire your new digs, you might as well be insanely comfortable doing it. Home of the internet's favorite sheets, Brooklyn has got over 50,000 plus five-star reviews and counting. And because they love a deal, Almost as much as they love comfort, Brooklinen's Labor Day event is happening this weekend, featuring everything you need to outfit your home this season at a fraction of the price. Kind of funny zone, Greg Miller loves Brooklinen towels. He says they're super soft and big. He also says that they're that they dry him off and cover super his shame. Soft and big. <laughs> his Thanks, words Greg. like his words verbatim. Uh, <laughs> we're all spending so much time at home nowadays. Why not upgrade our homes with Brooklinen? Their Labor Day event is coming up this weekend, and it's a big one. Don't miss out on big savings all 
on all things sheets, towels, loungewear, and so much more. And if you can't wait, you can get 10% off your first order and free shipping right now when you use the promo code GAMES only at brooklinen.com. That is B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code GAMES. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. Get comfy. We're also brought to you by Logitech. Logitech has been my go-to for a long time when it comes to gaming headsets, and their Pro X Wireless Lightspeed Gaming Headset is a game changer. Based on the award-winning Pro Gaming Headset design, Pro X Wireless Headset features high-quality materials, advanced communications, precision audio, and total wireless freedom. It's a high-performance Pro X gaming headset with Lightspeed Wireless technology and up to 20-plus hours of battery life. It also features a detachable pro-grade microphone featuring real-time blue voice technology, including passive noise noise isolation, compressor limiter, and more for clean, professional voice comms. It doesn't stop there, as there's also the advanced Pro-G 50mm drivers, which deliver clear and precise sound imaging with improved bass response. Kevin, are you okay? Sorry, that was me. Oh, that was Tim, okay. Tim, are you okay? I'm just trying to show these babies off. Uh, hear footsteps and environmental cues with clarity to give you the competitive advantage. Is that your your uh, Logitech right there? Yeah, these are great. Oh, I've been man. I've been this is, I played Last of Us Part Two with these. And oh, sounded fantastic. I wish that mine are like back there somewhere. I wish I could bust them out right now. Uh, you can also experience this headset's supreme comfort and durability, which I'll vouch for. Very comfortable headset. One of my most comfortable headsets I've ever owned. I love it. Uh, for a limited time, Logitech G is offering our listeners ten percent off select products at. LogitechG.com. Use code KFGAMES for 10% off today. That's 10% off select Logitech G products with promo code KFGAMES. Lastly, we're brought to you by Hims. For Hims.com is all about men's wellness. Need help with hair loss, ED, or do you have a cold? Interested in mental health or COVID-19 home tests? Hims is here for you. We all know the story. Andy and Nick wanted to maintain their own wellness, so they looked to Hims to help keep their hair full and healthy. We can confirm they've been loving it ever since. 66% of men start to lose their hair by age 35. Thanks to science, hair loss can be optional. Hims connects you to FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss, uh, and they have thousands of happy customers loving their products. If approved, products will be shipped directly to your door in discreet packaging. Today, Hims is giving you their best offer yet. If you're not happy with your results after 90 days, Hims will give you a full refund. And right now, our listeners can get their first visit absolutely free. Go to 4hims.com slash games daily. That's 4hims.com slash games daily. Uh, full, re- full, refund, full refund of price paid is available for the first 90 days of supply. Refund requests must be made between 90 and 180 days after product shipment delivered. Prescription products require an online consultation with a medical professional who will determine if prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and safety information. Tim, of course, like I said earlier, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to get your questions read on the show. Mm-hmm. Just like BJ Bumgarner. Uh, BJ writes in and says, I keep seeing tweets and articles expressing concern about the lack of release date, price, etc. for both the PS5 and Xbox Series X. Why is the expectation that we should know the price and release date months before product launch? Yearly, Apple will announce a new iPhone, which costs more than a console, and it comes out only a few weeks later. Are people just worried about? Uh, are people just worried because this isn't usually how things are done uh, for console launches? Keep wearing your mask and social distancing. Thanks, BJ. Yeah, I'm kind of on that 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 page as well. I tweeted out last week um, some facts about the Switch. 
where the switch was announced at like the the release date and price were announced 50 days before it was actually released and it's like that's yeah. that's nothing now to be fair we are rapidly approaching the point that we would be 50 days away from the projected november 13th dates um but i i don't think it's that crazy especially in a world where we know that there's a supply issue already these things are going to sell out and i know that there's people that are like yeah but we want to know the price uh, so we can start preparing. Just start preparing. These things are going to be expensive. You know, we're going to get the numbers at some point. And then bringing up the the Apple stuff, like yeah, the pre-orders go up and they usually come out two weeks later. You know, yeah. And uh, I know that like like that. Oh, it's like oh well, phones are different than than consoles. It's like yeah, but everything's kind of changing. And I, I don't think consoles are ever going to be how they used to ever again. Like this, I think is going to be more indicative of going more forward. Standard. Now, I'm I'm not an iPhone person, and so I, I'm not totally up to date when it comes to the yearly releases and how those go but are there usually very limited supply when it comes to iphones yeah i mean not very limited but limited it's always Mm -hmm. uh to get one day one is a challenge you need to plan ahead you need to be there pre-order at the right time and get everything in line or else you're gonna get it a week later two weeks later not the end of the world but i like get in mind like immediately so i'm always right up on that uh, but Casper J87 in the chat says, so people like me can save a few pr- paychecks before buying it. Start saving the paychecks. I don't understand. Like, like, do you think that this is going to be $300? It's not. Like, it's going to be more but than even, that, right? Even if it is $300, let's just pretend it is. And now you have $600 saved. Now you can buy as many games as you want. Buy two of them. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a weird so thing. Don't be crazy. Like, Nobody's going to be able to buy two of them. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. But, uh I don't know. It's just, it's going to happen and it's going to happen fast and it's going to throw people to a panic uh, to try to get one. So it's like, I I just feel like if you're not actively planning on getting one now, it's, I I don't really know if you're going to get your hands on one, if it's kind of just like, uh, well, if this, maybe it's like, no, you need a plan to get this thing. It's going to sell out. Yeah, uh, B, like BJ, you mentioned it in your question, right? Like, are people just worried because this isn't usually how things are done for console launches? And I think that is pretty much the fact of it. Like, this was not how it was done last time around. I don't think this is how it was, it was done during the PS3, Xbox 360 launch, right? Like, this is a new way of doing it for these big consoles. And not even in, I mean, to Tim's point, right? Like, the Switch Switch's price was announced, what, you said 50 days around that before 50, launch? Exactly 50. Yeah, and I mean, like, it's not... I. I, I think, to your point, Tim, things are shifting. I think it's a combination of that and also what we've seen with COVID and how that has impacted plans. What we've seen with Xbox's lineup, right, and like how how that how that's changed. Not even just Xbox's lineup, lineup for both consoles, right, and how that's changed and uncertainty around the launches in general. I think there's still the question in the back of quite a few of our minds of like, all right, are these console launches even going to hit? this fall like where are we in, in in terms of that like i think there's still enough of that going on which is causing worry and causing a stir but like to your with that point, with that right, though like, bless mm-hmm. like they're both xbox and playstation have recently reiterated november or at yeah. least like, xbox has said november playstation still saying holiday but like holiday isn't january and any, and anything can change at any moment. Look, yeah. Halo Infinite got delayed. Because that, that's my thing is like anything. Any we're still at the place I think where anything can still change. Uh, like we've seen, we've seen. I mean, and again, I'm referring to like individual software, which is different from a, a whole console and a whole ecosystem. But you know, we saw Last of Us Part Two get delayed. Like, yep. 
a month before, right? And mm-hmm. you know, when when things like that can happen, I think we can come down to the wire and see these things get pushed. And I think it, I I at this point I wouldn't be surprised necessarily. Like I wouldn't be blown away. Um, but I don't think us not getting the prices yet is totally abnormal given where we're at with technology and where we're at with the iPhone launches and all the other stuff too. Like we're this isn't totally foreign, but I think this compounded with quite a few other factors makes it like, oh, all right, let's see. Let's see how this goes. Like I'm I mean, I'm, I, I'm on I'm on the edge of my seat to see how things go this fall. I think that uh, it's super obvious that the only reason we don't know the prices is they're playing chicken. Of course. Yeah. Like that's the difference between this gen and the other. Like I don't think COVID has anything to do with the price not being out there yet. I think it might have some to do. I don't know. I, I think I, I mean I think, I think tangentially if we got, got E3 and like and like if, if everything was standardized you know, mm-hmm. the way that it was last time around, like I I I feel like we would have gotten the prices uh, by now. I think part of it comes to like all right, manufacturing and like costs with that and I, there, there are so many other factors that come into play that I think Sony and Microsoft rather play things safer than sorry this time around, and that then feeds into their game of chicken that they're playing. Yeah, I mean, I guess like yeah, when you scale it all back, of course it goes back to COVID. But I'm talking about like where we're at right now of why they mm-hmm. aren't putting the dates out now. They're just playing chicken. For sure, they, they each have their own plans, and those plans are able to be changed slightly here or there. But once you put something out, you can't take it back. So exactly. So we'll see. I expect that we're going to get it fairly soon. BJ Bernardo writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, hi, y'all. Two Was BJs game- today. Two BJs today. That's a good day. What a guys. day. Man. And you got Blessing Jr. hosting. That's another BJ right wow. there. Hi, y'all. Was Gamescom 2020 underwhelming this year? I feel like it lacked a lot of exciting announcements. Or were there a lot of cool stuff? And and are we gamers just burnt out from over three months of gaming shows? Thanks, BJ. My take on this is that it's not that we as gamers are just burned out. It's that we expect way too much from some of these things. Gamescom as a event was extremely meaningless to the majority of people listening to this show up until last year when Jeff did opening night live. There was no press conference. Every once in a while, one of the big guys would make a press conference, PlayStation or or Xbox, kind of surrounding it but that that was never consistent that was more of like a there's like paris games week and it's like is it going to happen or not you know and i think gamescom every once in a while would have something similar to that and it usually was xbox but there's not much news coming out from it it's usually more like a bunch of uh ign people got to get their hands on some games and you get to read their impressions of that it's more like previews of things as opposed to announcements so was gamescom 2020 underwhelming this year i think in comparison to other gamescoms no, it was pretty like up to par, if not actually a little bit more exciting than usual. Uh, was it underwhelming compared to the rest of this year? Yeah. We have so many events at this point that it's like, I mean, look, like we have had so many different digital events and only a couple of them were standouts. The rest of them were kind of looked at as like, oh, well, that wasn't really what we were looking for. And I feel like that has just left a taste in everyone's mouth. But there's just like, the the word expectations comes into play a lot here. And mm-hmm. I think it's the expectations of, of us looking for what we're trying to get from these things, but it's the expectations of what the people making them are expecting from them. And I think that sometimes those don't actually line up, and more often than not, they don't. So 
I don't know if we're ever going to get to a place where uh, press conferences are happening and people are stoked about them. Like unanimously is a silly thing to say, but I'm talking about just generally. There's like a consensus on how these things go. Because if you were to compare almost any of the bigger showcases this year to showcases of years prior, like if you were to even go back five years, these years are bangers, man. Like we had so many crazy announcements. Like even just looking at just the PlayStation 5 reveal event. The fact that anyone can look at that and just be like, hey, it was fine. We got Horizon. We got Spider-Man. We got Demon Souls. We got Ratchet. Yeah. We got Gran Turismo. Like, holy shit, there was so many games. And you look back at other reveal events, they didn't have that. No. They, they didn't have that at all. So it's like, I think that our expectations have changed, which, again, isn't just on us. It's not that we're just expecting too much. I do think that uh, a lot of the, the publishers and the people putting these things out need to understand that if you don't have something to show, maybe don't show it. Yeah, and I, I'm with you there. I think part of it too is that the fact that Gamescom wasn't a physical event this year, like it was a purely digital event. And I think that physical nature of it lends a lot more excitement when it comes to talk around it because so many people are able to attend and be able to to speak on it. But when you when you look at the stuff that was there, like gamescom seemed pretty sound uh ign was was uh covering gamescom all weekend right and uh there's a homie uh elliot who wrote into patreon.com so it's kind of funny games who did essentially a whole breakdown of like yeah these are all the games that stood out to me from gamescom we're gonna get into that during the post show but like there's a lot of stuff that i hadn't even heard of right like they highlight here hot shot race hot shot racing uh speed limit gigabash uh fist uh ghost runner right and a bunch of stuff that was shown up during gamescom tamarin uh, the release date came out of Gamescom, uh, and that trailer that was shown earlier came out of Gamescom. Uh, and so, like, there's still there's still a bunch of exciting stuff there. I think for me, I've, I've actually been thinking about this a lot within the last week. August for video games, I feel like, is an underrated month when it comes to indie games and when it comes to uh, indie game reveals, right? Because we mm. used to get our we used to get the Nintendo Indie World Showcase in August because that lines up with PAX, that lines up with Gamescom, that lines up with the yeah. fall. Uh, but even, yeah, between that, we get all these different game reveals. When I look at the games that I want to, I, when I've looked at the games that I've wanted to get my hands on and play for the last, over the last week and upcoming over, uh, over the last, uh, over the next few weeks, right? There's a lot there. Like I, 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 uh, booted up Spirit Fair over the last week because I saw it came out and I was like, oh shoot. Yeah. Let's get into this. Manifold Garden. Another one that came out over the last month, uh, Paradise Killers coming out to switch. I think Friday, right? Like there's a lot of a lot of games that are either having reveals or coming out that like do align with this specific time. And a lot of, a lot of that is Gamescom. A lot of that is, is packs. And I think this time around in general, um, this, this year like has stood up against like previous years where we've gotten games like golf story or dead cells or like, mm-hmm. you know, quite a few, quite a few other big indie games that have come out during this time. Like this year's, I think, is, has stood up, especially when you look at the way people are talking about games like Spirit Fair on Twitter. Like people are all about that, and so like this year, this year for that, I think has been good. Um, and so yeah, like to to agree with Tim here, right? Like I think Gamescom this year was fine. Like I think it was good. Now it's time to squat up. Alec Bobco writes in with a squat up uh, on Twitter and says, hi, Blessing and Tim. I've been thinking of making this account for a while now. So any KFBFs in the state of Michigan, please give at kind of funny MI a follow on Twitter. I plan on this being a way to get 
connected with local kind of funny best friends. And whenever COVID ends, I have uh, have some meetups. Nothing is planned currently, but I look forward to seeing this grow and meeting some kind of funny best friends. Have a great weekend. This is written on, on Friday. And so I hope you had a great weekend. Uh, if you are a Michigan best friend and want to hang out with Al- Alec, Bob, Cohen, and other Michigan best friends, uh, go ahead and follow at kind of funny MI to get connected there. Now it's time. We're kind of funny.com slash you're wrong, uh, where you write in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. People are writing in about Crusader Kings 3, which I probably should have uh, highlighted somewhere in, in the show because, yeah, that's a game. So Cru- Crusader Kings 3 comes out soon. Uh, it got a 10 out of 10 on IGN today. It's been getting Ow. rave reviews. Yeah. Uh, it's, wow. it's essentially like a, a strategy game, like a kind of like a civilization type thing. And so, Man. oh, no. There it is. My glasses. Oh. Ah! Yeah. No. I forgot they were broken. I touched them. Thanks for that, Kevin. <laughs> the Yelp. Put on oh, man. Uh, oh, my God. You can see all of the screen on his glasses. Yeah. That's why I don't wear them because I'm you can see kidding. everything. Blessing. I'm just oh, you kidding. It, it, okay. I mean, like, there's clearly stuff reflecting, but it's mostly it's the sun. I, ha- I hate how reflective it is. No, that's the monitor. No, wait, no, it is the sun. No, it's the sun, Blast. Thank you. Okay. Real quick, I, I, with this Crusader Kings thing, this mm-hmm. is a game I've never heard of. Have you heard Same. of it before? I had not heard of it before. And now I have. And that's the power of reviews. I feel like so many people are like, oh, we should just get rid of reviews, get rid of numbers, get rid of all that stuff. And there's arguments to be made for a lot of those things. But I do think that it's important to note things. Like when IGN gives a game a 10, that is worthy of eyes. Worthy of least being like, what is this? And that's how I found Celeste. So it's like, this game probably not going to be for me. But I looked at Celeste. And I'm like, that looks like it might be for me, and it's one of my favorite games of all time now. I'm looking at you wrong. Uh, Boards Zero Zero says, "Blessing, you're so wrong." PS1 and PS2 can be done at the software level very easily on the PS5, let alone the PS4. So I learned that pure hardware emulation is not good for a console price. If anything, right now it is time. Uh, it is time, and since they have most of the emulator written with PS Now and PS2 on PS4, it should be a relatively quick thing. I was talking specifically about hardware. Like I was talking, I was talking not necessarily about like emulation via software because I think that's the thing that can be done. Um, but yeah, I was referring more to uh, hardware. Uh, let's see. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Uh, Nanobiologist writes in and says, Miss News, Ubisoft's Gods and Monsters likely has a new name. Uh, the Taiwan Digital Game Rating Committee has rated, rated a game called Immortals Phoenix Rising. So there you go. Wow. And that <laughs> looks like is it for kind of what funny a name. Com- what a name. Phoenix Rising. I don't like it. I'm going to be honest. I think yeah. I prefer Gods and Monsters, but maybe it'll yeah. grow on me. We'll see. We'll see. That is the lamest name. Or they, they they probably couldn't. Oh, I guess they couldn't just call it Immortals, could they? Because there's already a thing called Immortals, right? There's Isn't there like a 10 Marvel million thing? things called Immortals. Don't call a game Immortals. Yeah. And Immortals Phoenix Rising doesn't necessarily make it better. No. 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 We'll see. Maybe it'll grow on me. <laughs> we'll see. 
Uh, this week's hosts for Kind of Funny Games Daily are as follows. Tomorrow, it's me and Emron. Wednesday, Greg and Gary Witta. Thursday, Greg and Tim. And then Friday, it's me and Greg. Of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, Game Daily. <laughs>